Before we get going, it's worth noting that the hosts of this show have a man crush on Tom Brady. You know what I'm saying? All right. Let's play our best. We've been putting in the tank. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Hey, let's all go play our best, huh? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Huh? It needed to be said. You know what I'm saying? You are into fantasy football, and you've been looking for a podcast that can take you to the next level. This is the 4th and Flex Fantasy Football Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Josh Bendy and Trey Burris. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go! Let's go! 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 Welcome to the 4th and Flex Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, 13-year player, 5-year commissioner, Josh Bandy. And I'm joined, as always, with your avid sports enthusiast deep and deep-dive fantasy analyst. I'm talking about your boy, Trey Burris. He's the numbers guy, and I am straight from the gut fantasy specialist. How you doing today, Trey? Doing good, brother. Doing good. Awesome. Awesome. We got a great show going on today. We got the top 10 underrated and understated fantasy options. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to sack that like button. Let us know how we're doing. All that good stuff. Let's go ahead and get it started. We're going to start with number 10, Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton. Mm-hmm. Hey, Russell Wilson's the guy in Denver now. That's right, baby. That's right. They're saying uh, Cortland Sutton's a favorite to be uh, Russell Wilson's top guy. And that's what I'm hoping for, man. Uh, I don't know if you heard, but Jerry Judy uh, apparently has been having some problems with his legs at the OTAs. Mm. And, uh, you know, he's coming off of an injury from last season and he's already getting, you know, feeling like he's got an injury in the OTAs. It's like, come on, man. If you can't stay healthy, who's going to take over the spotlight? It's got to be Cortland Sutton. Mm-hmm. Also, Jerry, Jerry Judy's got the legal stuff going on. Who knows what's going right, to happen right. there? You know, we don't we don't know anything about that. Um, last but, year, mm-hmm. uh, Cortland Sutton had 58 receptions for 776 yards mm-hmm. and two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, without Jerry Judy on the field, he averaged 8.6 targets a game. 5.7 catches and 84 yards. That's okay. not a bad game. Okay. Didn't he get hurt last year too? He did. Yeah. Towards the end. So that, so that wasn't even a full season. He didn't even play stats. at all. Hmm. Well, I tell you this, he, he did have a 1100 yard season with uh, Joe Flacco and Drew Locke. So, right. That's in. Yeah, exactly. So with those kind of people throwing to him, just think what Russell Wilson. Yeah, exactly. You remember Russ bombing it to lock it. Every time I was playing Lockett, it felt like. <laughs> right. So, you know, already know what he's going to do there. And being that his ADP is number 64 hmm. out of wide receivers, I mean, it seems free to me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all about some Cortland Sutton. He's a great deep ball catcher. He's got great hands. Only 26 years old. Mm, he's still a fast guy, even after the injury. I think right. it was an ACL injury. Yeah, I don't think it was nothing super. Which, you know, now it's like, unless it's just a, a crazy rip tear or something, it's like, oh, no big deal. Achilles. Nah, they, they got, you know, next season, they'll be back. <laughs> it used to yeah. be season ending, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I know ACL, you know, that can that can make those fast guys not as quick as they once were. Right, uh, right. What, Cooper Cup, I think he tore his ACL and uh, he was actually really fast. 
Yeah, but look what he did last year. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but that's what I'm trying to get to. He he ended up being a better route runner because of it. He knew that he didn't have his speed anymore, so he had to figure out how to get past those guys. So who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Wish we could be up here and you know feel about their mental play. How how hard is he <laughs> is he working it? You know, Cooper Cup definitely was up here working it. No doubt, no doubt. That's the thing about fantasy football, man. You know, you can you never know what's going to happen. That's right. That's you never right. know who's going to break out. Well, we're going to go ahead and move on to number nine, Zach Ertz. My boy. Yeah, buddy. You always get him. Usually, I pulled him when he grabbed went to the Cardinals last year, though. Yeah, Zach Ertz has been my favorite football player since I started watching the NFL. Dude goes hard, bro. And uh, he he had a little rough patches here and there, but but all around he's a he's an awesome tight end. Mm-hmm. I love me some Zach Ertz. The guy can turn nothing into something. That's for dang sure. Right. Seems like uh, just when you think he's going to lay a goose egg when he's playing it, it seems like he always has that one big play, and you're just like, yes. <laughs> 15 seconds left on the clock, 40-yard reception for a touchdown. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> well, also, you got to think, he's uh, he's been in Arizona for almost a year now, so he's been in the system a little longer. I know that he when he first got there, that he started almost immediately, and he said him and his girl stayed up like all night learning the playbook and stuff mm-hmm, that, that mm-hmm. I mean, he cares. That's for sure. I think he's going to be better. Definitely. Um, his stats for when he was at Arizona, and this is Arizona only. Um, he had 56 receptions, 574 yards and three touchdowns. Mm-mm. And mm-hmm. I mean, like, and he wasn't even there the whole year. Well, he's currently rated 15th <clears throat> in his position. I think this is the year he's going to climb up that ladder. What do you think? I agree. I agree. I bet he, I, I, you know, and he's, he's had some top 10 finishes in the past and I think that he can do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, but he is 31 years old and most tight ends that's, that's it. 31 mm-hmm. is where they, they mm-hmm. try, but that is average tight ends, not elite tight ends, which mm-hmm. I would categorize him as an elite tight end. To he's, be honest, he's good. I know Dallas Goddard's <clears throat> glad he's gone in Philly. Goddard's the oh. guy now. Yeah, he'll clean up all the extra targets, but from where? Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts? Yeah. yeah, no doubt. <laughs> a lot of these NFL teams have been running cover two mm-hmm. um, on the defense a lot more. So these quarterbacks that want to air it out real deep all the time, they can't do it as much. And they need that guy over the middle to get it. And Zach Hurts is right there for Calamari just waiting. <laughs> Heck yeah. I know he was averaging eight targets a game and 11 games he played for the Cardinals last year. That's great for fantasy managers and standard PPR leagues. Right, right. We're going to move on to number eight, Christian Kirk. Now yes, playing sir. for the Jags. He got the bag. He four sure years, did. Yeah. <laughs> four years, 72 million with 37 million guaranteed. Is he worth that? <laughs> Man, you know what? I don't know if he's worth it, but he, he better be. <laughs> That's yeah. what they're thinking, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he's going to spend the next couple of years trying to prove he's worth it. And they're going to use him because they mm. paid for him. Exactly. Which I think Trevor Lawrence is going to take a step up from last year, don't you? Oh, for sure, especially without the kicker the or the coach kicker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the coach kicker, yeah. Oh, dirtbag Urban Meyer, that guy was probably the 
the worst coaching hire in the last 25 years, dude. I, I guarantee the morale in the locker room, you know, it's probably tripled since he left. Oh, I remember hearing that there were guys <clears throat> in the locker room after they played teams and they'd be like, bro, you got to get me out of here, bro, please. <laughs> Kirk is a fast dude, though. Uh, better than average route runner, I'd say. I believe he, he might be worth picking up. I mean, in the later rounds, but uh, the the draft is just littered with wide receiver talent this year. That's that's for sure. For sure, for sure. He's number 14 on the ADP, and he's the number 42nd uh, wide receiver off the board. So, I mean, they, that's deep down there, and I'm pretty sure he's going to be the wide receiver one on his team. I mean, they uh-huh. paid him like a wide receiver one. He better be one, you know? Yep. Um, they got the new coach, better offense, better morale, and everything like that. I just think it's all set up for Christian Kirk to take even if even if the Jaguars don't have a great season, if they just have an average season, I feel like he's gonna reap the benefits from that. Mm-hmm. Doug Peterson, the quarterback whisperer for <laughs> sure. I like Doug Peterson. He he's a good dude. I like him. And the ceiling for Christian Kirk is just, I mean, if Trevor Lawrence really steps it up and plays like he did in college and like, you know, blows through that all that drama from his uh, first year in the NFL and just kind of clears his head and and gets in the game. It's no telling where they can take it. Yep. Yep. I mean, I'm giving Trevor Lawrence a mulligan on last year, bro. That shit don't count. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) all right, we're going to keep it going. Keep it moving. Number seven, Kadarius Tony. Hey, dude had some flashes in his rookie season. He's, he's the truth. He was hurt last year, but he, they say he's back at 100%. He he did miss OTAs. Like, bro, it's your second year. Like, you ain't going to OTAs. But from what I understand, they're, they're not too mad at him over it. I do think Daniel Jones is going to be slightly better this year. I mean, it can't be much worse, right? I don't know, man. Uh, there's definitely a possibility there. Uh, last year, Kadarius Tony had 39 receptions, 420 yards, and zero touchdowns. Um, I think he's got to go up from there, right? Uh-huh. Hey, he's slippery, bro. He reminds me of Tyreek a little bit, the way he slips in and out. Yeah, of he's stuff, quick. Dodging dudes. Yeah. He's scary when he's in the open field. Uh, Brian Dable, the former Bills offensive coordinator, is running the show now. We know he is a very pass-centric coach. Right. So I'm thinking if Daniel Jones can get time, get protected, start making quicker decisions, Tony could be at least top 20 guy, right? Who knows? Right. And, you know, right now he's going in the late 10th and 11th round. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I, and I feel like he's an easy wide receiver three anyway. Yeah, I agree. You know I mean, a flex position probably every week startable mm-hmm. if not sitting on your bench waiting for your bye week to win you the next week yep. his ceiling is enough to you know you throw him in there when somebody else has a bye and he ends up winning you the whole week just because he went off mm-hmm. yeah let's keep it moving we're going to number six elijah mitchell yes sir yes sir this dude took off last year it felt like he come out of nowhere like i never even heard of him and all of a sudden he's running all over us it's that Kyle Shanahan mentality, man. He just yeah. throws out whoever, and you're like, "Who's that?" And then they're just all over the place, killing yep. it. Yep, he's a right. He was the right fit for the 49ers' uh, run-centric offense, that's for sure. But they say Kyle Shanahan never features the same back two years in a row. That's the only thing I'm worried about. Yeah, I know, but man, I just I feel like. I feel like Elijah Mitchell is the man this year. I really do. And, you know, like I say, you can never be sure with Kyle Shanahan as your coach. But Exactly. 
I mean, if anybody deserves it, I think Elijah stepped up last year and showed that he 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 deserves the position. Yeah, it's hard to trust the 49ers backfield in anything fantasy related. Uh, but I think Mitchell, he'll be the hot hand and Shanahan will ride it. Um, last year he had 207 carries for 963 yards. Um, and five touchdowns, and that was only 11 games. Um, he averaged 4.6 yards per carry, which is exactly what – at least is that minimum what you want out of your running back. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's right there already. Yes, sir. And I think he only can step it up from there, you know what I mean? Yeah. He had a couple injuries, but it was like a finger injury or something like that. Like, it wasn't like the same nagging injury. So, that's uh, good. The- the only thing, though, um, that I will say is because, you know, if they're going to have Trey Lance starting, uh, then you won't get the check downs from Jimmy Garoppolo maybe as much. Um, so that could hurt him. We'll have to see how that plays out. Or also they don't trust Trey Lance to throw it as much, and they're handing it off to Elijah and Trey Sermon and the go. new guy they picked up. Now, see, last year everybody thought Trey Sermon was going to be the man, the mm-hmm. man, the man. He played, what, two or three games? Uh-huh. It didn't and last that was long. it. Nope. And he didn't do nothing in those games. I think Homeboy can average at least 15 attempts per game next year. Oh, yeah. At least. At least. I agree with that. I think he's, I think you can draft him as a low running back, too, but I think he has top 10 upside depending on how they play out their year. Well, yeah. He was just sitting on the waiver wire uh, for anybody to grab last year. And he was just there. I grabbed him up. And then he wouldn't do nothing for like one game or something. I was like, nah, I dropped him. And then, I think you picked him up. I and, picked him up, yeah. And then he, he – I mean, I, I started him as a flex all the time. Yeah, you added him to your – I got all the running backs team you had last year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're going to keep it going. We're going to James Cook, Dalvin's little brother. Man, I'm – The prodigal I'm, son. Uh-huh. I'm excited <laughs> to see what this kid can do. I think everybody is, and mm-hmm. I just hope that pressure don't get to him, you know, being a little brother in the league and mm-hmm. all that. But you see uh, Trayvon Diggs, you know, he stepped it up, and uh, and he did his thing even though his brother was in there. So And uh, T.J. Watt. There you go. T.J. Watt is – Legacy. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Uh, he's a receiving back, so he'll get targets if you're in, in PPR leagues. Josh Allen has a safe check down for when there's nothing open in the field now. Devin Singletary is the main back, the featured back in Buffalo, but I don't trust Singletary for nothing. And I don't think the Bills do either. <laughs> no. I think I think, you know, maybe one or two games he'll he'll start and then and then James Cook will work his way into the starting mm-hmm. role. Yep, yep. He'll impress. I think so too. He's a rookie this year, mm-hmm. um, but I do have his stats from his last year at Georgia. Okay. Uh, where he played college. Uh, he had 113 attempts for 728 yards and seven touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Okay. He also had 27 receptions for 284 yards and another four touchdowns. Mm, not bad. So, I mean, he's all about, you know, pass catching. And he's quick, dude. He ran a 4-4-2 at the combine. Only thing I'd be worried about is, like, the injury bug, the way Dalvin Cook is. Like, is it hereditary? You know what I mean? Like, right, right, I freaking right. hope not. But I'm excited to see him in that Bills offense, man. Hey, this is what I say. If anybody's got pressure on their back right now, it's James Cook. Mm-hmm. And he, if he gets out there and cooks it up, bro, he'll, he'll leave another legacy just like you know, their name will be carried on forever. And if he, if he, if he flips the stick, doesn't do it right, then, you know. <laughs> Yeah, Dalvin is the superior brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna we're gonna 
find out what Buffalo looks like with a hopefully decent running back. Cause that's the only thing they're ever missing. I mean, their best running back is Josh Allen. Right. <laughs> I mean, you saw him in the Tampa Bay game last year, dude, he was in a walking boot leaving the place, but he did play the next week. Tough. He's a tough kid. Yeah, he is. Speaking of Tampa Bay, we're moving on to number four and we've got Russell Gage. Hey, Tom Brady's got a new target. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, Gage has uh, great hands. He's a great route runner, uh, slot guy. He's great outside the numbers. I'm excited. I'm really excited. Yeah, man. And he's number 120 in ADP. So, I mean, he's down there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, right now with, you know, they don't know when Goblin's coming back. Mm -hmm. Um, They're, you know, they're hopeful for week one, but so was everyone else who had an injury last year. (laughs) Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so I'm thinking, you know, he's going to come out there, probably be the wide receiver two or something like that in the first couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Wide um, receiver two, uh, Mike Evans will be doubled. So right. he's going to get single coverage. And he's got Brady throwing to him. <laughs> exactly. He took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> uh, in the Buccaneers are a pass heavy offense. We know that. I think he's a, a sneaky, great wide receiver pickup. Uh, his stats last year were 66 receptions for 770 yards and four touchdowns. And they, that was when he was forced into the wide receiver one role, <laughs> you know, behind Matt Ryan and the Atlanta Falcons when they were just – their offensive line was terrible. Their team was just – I mean, Cordero Patterson carried that team to any win that they had which, last year. which is insane to even think that <laughs> right. as a thing. And then the stuff with Calvin Ridley. I think he was he was the number one, but dude, he made some great catches. Do you remember? Yeah, and he ended up finishing the year as the wide as a wide receiver too in the top twenty. So I mean, if he can do that with the Atlanta Falcons and Matt Ryan, there's no telling what he can do with Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady. Brady's the one who got him to come over. Yeah, I mean, made a he, personal phone call. Yeah. Was like, hey, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro. Tom Brady calls me. I'm going wherever he says, man. That's right. <laughs> Tom Brady also was saying that uh, Russell Gage has been really great in OTAs and he's, he's, he's going to have to step up. You know, I think he's going to be a good pickup. One thing I'm going to pay attention to um, is when Godwin does come back um, thinking about, you know, uh, he might be a good Russell Gage might be someone good to draft mm-hmm. and then play him for a couple of weeks and then uh, trade him on a high. You know what I'm saying? Before Absolutely. Godwin comes back, if he if he just kills it, you know, get a really good trade out of it. Yeah. Maybe people think, you know, he might be the wide receiver one, you know, talk it up real good. And he might be you might get a solid trade out of that. Hey, that's good thinking, bro. Hey, <laughs> what do y'all think? Y'all think Gage will sell high? Let us know in the comments section. But we're going to move on to number three. Amon Ra St. Brown, baby. Amon Ra. Amon Ra. <laughs> Did you say ramen? Raw? No. Amon like Ra. Ramen raw. <laughs> oh, bro. Yeah. I mean, a little bit of water. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he really started to take off last year towards the end of the season. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. I believe the Lions will be a different team this year. You think so? You think they're going to step it up? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Jared Goff. We'll have to step up. I mean, he did lead a franchise to the Super Bowl, so he we know he's got it in him. That's true. And, and I've said it already once before, but the Lions have bought into Dan Campbell. Yeah. They're bought in. Oh, kneecap-biting Dan Campbell. <laughs> uh, 
Last year, Amon Ra had 90 receptions for 912 yards and five touchdowns. And most of that was in the last few games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they were really running. They were There was a high on him for a little bit, but he didn't do much in the beginning of the season. Yeah, and you know, and a lot of people are blaming that on that high on injuries for Swift and Hawkinson and all that. But mm-hmm. I think that that might that you might be right about that. That might be why he got all the attention. But now mm-hmm. I think they know he can do it. Yep. We're going to number two, Matt Ryan. Matty Ice is going to have protection this year, bro. I'm excited about Matt Ryan. I know. Man. I cannot wait to watch. I can't wait to watch him, bro. I I, I bet he's a top ten quarterback this year. I, I do too, man. And and every time I think about him, like, you know, cause you, everybody has the, the memories of Atlanta and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, Matt Ryan. But I, the more I think about it, I'm like, dude, he is on a solid team mm-hmm. with a solid offense an amazing running back, great wide receivers. I mean, he's got it laid out for him. Mm-hmm. He, I think he didn't, his heart wasn't in it the last few years in Atlanta, man. He's got an, he's got a new reason now to uh, put his all into it, you know? And, you know, maybe he has the Matt Stafford effect where he hops over to a team that's ready to go and wins the Super Bowl. Oh, man, I, I hope not. <laughs> I mean, I'm excited to watch the play, don't get me wrong. but Place uh, your bets now. Yeah. <laughs> him and Hines, him and Naheem Hines have been building a relationship. Uh, dude, they, they've been, like, talking and stuff and, like, working drills and stuff like that. And I think Naheem Hines might be someone to watch, too, in the beginning of the season. Could be, could be. Nobody will draft him, I don't think, unless you're in, like, really deep leagues. So keep an eye on that as well. And actually having running back threats, um, they'll be able to get the play action off a lot more, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, Matt Ryan likes to air it out. But if you got a good running back, you know, they're going to try – it's going to be a confusion on where the ball's going. Right. And that'll like help the-, the team quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh he had statistically the worst fantasy season of his career last year. I think he, like I said, I think he was just burnt out and he didn't have any much protection, tired of getting his ass whooped in Atlanta. And statistically, even though it was his worst season, he did have 3,968 yards. Um, but that was for 20 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. Mm-hmm. So that's like, yeah. But in 2016, he had his best year which was 4,944 yards, Ooh. 38 touchdowns, and only seven interceptions. Ooh. Is that the year they went to the Super Bowl? I think so. Now, in 2016, he produced that. I'm not saying he's putting those numbers up this year, guys. Oh, I know. Yeah. I'm saying that he's going to get close to it. Mm. He, he definitely has the weapons to make it happen. And, you know, he's 37 years old. And, you know, I could talk about that, but then you got Tom Brady. So, apparently, age doesn't matter when you're a quarterback. I yeah, I think Matt Ryan's got a few more good years in him, but I don't think he'll be playing until 45, you know? I no, think 39, 40, he'll retire. 40 probably is what mm-hmm. I'm going to say, 40. Yeah. He's taken some hits in his career, that's for sure. But he's ranked right now at ADP at 139, bro. Mm. Like, people are drafting him as, like, their QB3. Mm. And I think he's a solid QB2 with QB1 upside. Mm-hmm. I mean, the potential, bro, for him to be top 10, I think, is is really not that far out there. Mm-hmm. Yep, you're right. You're right. All right. And the number one most underrated player is Allen Robinson. <laughs> Allen Robinson. Trey's favorite player, Allen Robinson. Love him to death. 
apparently he's been blowing people away in OTAs. That's what they're saying. I mean, he had Justin Fields last year. That's true. That's true. And before Justin Fields, all the quarterback, he's always been the guy to play with the shitty quarterback mm-hmm. and somehow pull it off. Apparently, though, he's been uh, burning corners on routes, making unbelievable catches. I mean, I mean, I don't doubt it. I mean, dude, dude's got killer speed. He's got killer athleticism. He's only 28 years old. I mean, he's he's ready to go, and now he's on a team that can help him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. After last year, I know a lot of folks are are not going to trust him, and and maybe he maybe he'll do good. But you got to think also, Cooper Cup, uh, in that you know Cooper Cup's going to be getting doubled, so maybe right. Allen Robinson's going to get open. You know, we don't know. Let me tell you this: last year, his stats, right? 38 receptions, 410 yards for one touchdown. That's the whole season. Okay. Not hot take, icy take. He doubles that this year. <laughs> I freaking hope so, bro. <laughs> I mean, you think the dude can get two touchdowns? Crazy. <laughs> well, he's in a new system now. Matt Stafford is his quarterback. I mean, I think Robinson is going to have a hell of a season. If he's there, I might grab him up, but I don't know if I'd be able to waste one of my first few picks on him. No, no, no. It'll be late. Yeah, it would have to be. But he's going to be there because of all the people that are seeing what he did last year. And they're like, this dude's toast. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You got to believe in him. You know, you, <laughs> this he's not one of those players where you can be kind of warm on. It's either you're all in or you're all out. It's up to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was the biggest bust of fantasy football last year, but he's going to make it up this year. <laughs> Let's move on to some honorable mentions. Let's do it. I got Tua Tunga Viola, the left-handed quarterback, apparently more accurate than Patrick Mahomes. Right. <laughs> man, Tyreek, man, you crazy, bro. He just knew he made a bad decision or he made a decision just for money. And, you know, he's just trying to make himself look good at this point. I mean, maybe, but then at the same time, maybe he's really got a connection with Tua that he didn't have with Patrick Mahomes. And maybe, you know, Patrick Mahomes was just good and that's why they connected, but he's got a personal connection with Tua and that makes him feel like he's a better quarterback. Or maybe he just thinks he's better than Tua. So he is like, I'm the man, you know what I mean? Like my little protege. Because of me, you'll be great. You know what I'm saying? I can see Tyreek being like that. I've said it once and I'll say it again. I think Tua will be a top 12 quarterback if he's healthy, if he stays healthy, which is a big deal for him. I'm going to say top 15. Mm, yeah. I mean, like, I'm thinking, like, if he's top 12, he'll be, like, number 12, you know? Right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Maybe even top 13, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> he had a stretch of games last year that were really good, like, they passed the eye test. I would. I was watching them in a few games in the last bit of the season last year, and I was like, "Dang, dude, two is going off." But then there I are mean, games when he looks completely average. Seven wins in a row, bro. I mean, he was just on fire there for a while. He's like, couldn't do no wrong. How do you have seven losses and you're one game away from the playoffs? <laughs> I think he picks it up and and shows them how it's done this year. Definitely. Uh, next, uh, honorable mention Hunter Renfro Mm -hmm. fourth and Renfro, right? (laughs) Dude, he embodies the word underrated. 
all those people that are doubting the Devontae Adams connection, mm-hmm. cool. Hunter Renfro is going to be right there. He's going to be consistent. He's going to be a, a plug and play every week, no matter what. Mm-hmm. He always is, bro. Renfro is always the man. Uh, last year, he had this crazy route where he was burning, burning, burning him on it. I watched him do it like three times in a row. He just kind of did this thing where he went out, he flipped, he turned around, and he did it again, like the same thing, bro. And he would get him every time with that, dude. He was crazy good last year, dude. Yeah, he snapped. And even more towards the end of the season, he snapped. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He was averaging, I think, 16 points a game consistently. Consistently. And there for a little bit, he was the wide receiver one. You know what I'm saying? So you got now you got Devontae Adams. They're going to be thinking, you know, that dude, you know, was like the, one of the best wide receivers in the league last year. We got to double him. That's just going to leave more targets for Renfro. Mm-hmm. Next on our honorable mentions, Daryl Williams. He signed with the Cardinals this year. I think it's going to take away from James Connors, Connors a little bit. He is a pass-catching back. He always looks like he's running super slow when I watch him, but he's really just super patient. Mm-hmm. He's watching everything. Mm-hmm. He was a touchdown machine last year when Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was hurt. Yeah, he was, man. He was and ridiculous. He did, and he did have that pass catching where, you know, I mean, he didn't do a whole lot of runs, but, man, he could catch and he could go and he could get there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll be excited to see what he does this year. And he didn't always look pretty doing it. Yeah. But a touchdown's a touchdown, a win's a win, and that's what we write on the board when we go home. That's right. Speaking of going home, that was your top 10 most underrated fantasy players for the 2022 NFL season. Thank you for watching. Please don't forget to sack the like button. Show us some love. Email the show. Fourthinflex at gmail.com. I'm not going to spell it. You know how to spell it. Go to our Instagram at Fourthinflex. Give us a shout. Hey, maybe we'll shout back. Shoot us a message. Let us know if y'all have any sleepers or underrated people that we didn't talk about. We want to hear it from you directly. That's right. That's right. And remember, if you're not sure what to do next, come see your boys on Fourth and Flex. Hey. That's not my team in the NFC, if you know what I mean. Wait, are they AFC? I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) Flip it. (laughs) You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.